This Wicked Way Comes is a work of fiction that includes adult themes, language, and subject matter. Thoughts and prayers are the meaningless panderings of those who choose to change nothing. Welcome to all you beautiful people out there in the radio wasteland. It's me, the double feature creature, DJ Cash Vile. This week's episode is brought to you all by the OG Ruby Macaw Carnage Cabaret. Live, 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 live fucking, live murder, fights to the death, all-you-can-eat buffet, full-time cleanup crew. Come on down to the one and only OG Ruby Macaw Carnage Cabaret and feed that filthy weasel. Every night is ladies' night. Every lady is half off. The Ruby Macaw, it's what's for dinner. So let's fuck like the last day of Boy Scout camp. This is Marison Warble of the Wasteland Inn. This wicked way comes. Spanish class was a goddamn nightmare for me. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the same thing I was just doing before. <laughs> like, ah, we're back to square one. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so at this juncture, I believe everybody's in the same place. I think Maris came back, and so we're all yep. um, chilling in that room together. And we have nine men outside, or twelve men outside, and nine cars arranged in a horseshoe. And Quint is ready to throw fads down to them. Is big man Yabilly? Is Yabilly among these people? No. No, right. This is a different This is a different group. Yeah. Right. These uh, are the gross these, ghosts. These are the gross ghosts. I forgot to... Cool. All right. Let's set the stage. So y'all are sitting around taking in the atmosphere as outside you can hear engines revving and people hollering for fads to be thrown over the balcony. Mm -hmm. Um, Maris takes a peek outside and she can see that there are actually like charred corpses strapped to three of the cars. And instantly you can kind of put together that this is probably the daughters fads was intent on saving, but instead burned to death. Mm -hmm. Warble has taken her shoes off and she's squunching her toes in the moldy carpet, only passingly paying attention to the shouting outside, but mostly just staring at her feet and watching it. The carpet kind of fall apart between her toes as she squunches it. Mm -hmm. Goal has demolished an entire pack of toothpicks and has a small pile just like sitting between her feet where she threw them down like you would uh, sunflower seed husks. Mm. Quinn is holding fads by his collar and is basically saying, all right, well, let's throw them to the wolves. Right. Can you quick, I didn't like formally cross off all of my stuff that, all of my weapons, but they were all stolen in the car, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I think I have my father's revolver still. Can you just like... Maris has actually taken the gun out and it's like, she's ready. It's it's already sitting on your lap. Yeah, but I need to know what my resources are. So cross off whatever you believe I I did not have on me. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we established that she had her mace. So we'll say that her sword went away. Her sword was in the truck, as was her spare pistol. 
there's definitely the missile launcher's definitely gone. <laughs> the sniper rifle's gone. Uh, her shotgun. Uh, did do you have the shotgun? You might have had the shotgun still. If, if I still have it, just circle it. We'll say you have the shotgun, but at present you left. At present, I. Uh, at present, that's probably don't. in the buggy. In the buggy, yeah. So, so I came in here with only Maris came in here without the shotgun, but all the other stuff. She has her knives and mm-hmm. machete. Okay. Yeah, and Warble goes doesn't go anywhere without her wolf-headed hood and her mace. Mm-hmm. So the room is pretty dark. It's well shielded from the sun, even though one whole wall of the room is smashed out to overlook the balcony that you guys came up on. And there's a corrugated steel railing, so you can't exactly see uh, the men shouting outside, even though if you take a peek, you can get kind of glimpses of them. They're not shooting at you or anything. They're just down there. The main dude is just down there standing on the hood of a car with his arms crossed, tapping his toe and waiting for y'all to do something. The room, there's like a moldy green carpet on the floor that Warble is currently demolishing. The wallpaper is peeled. It doesn't look like anyone has really done a lot of interior decoration. It looks kind of like a shitty hotel that has basically fallen to shit, which is mostly curious to you because in your travels you've seen people have kind of tried to spruce up the places where they live, Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's evident that Quint has no interest in such things, at least not in this area of the hotel. Okay, Warble is going to... She's going to stand up and go over to Quint and she's going to grab Peaches out of his hand and say, Fads isn't going anywhere. If you let him down there, the pooch gets it. And she opens her jar of Nutella and holds it in front of the dog's <laughs> nose. And he is having a hard time resisting. But as you know, Nutella is chocolate and... Ah, ah poison to dogs. Poison. poison to dogs. Yes. Uh, you, you need to roll to... um. Oh. To definitely do Th- something. That's, a, that's like an aggressive. Uh, yeah. That's a going aggro, I think, probably, right? Physically mm-hmm. doing something on another person. Yeah, roll to go aggro to take his dog. Oh. oh. Ten. Yeah, you you that goes down exactly as you say it does. You, you he's got his like hand on his hip and tucked mm-hmm. in that nook is where the dog is. So yeah. he's not really holding her so much as squeezing her into his armpit and holding Fads basically like staring him down. All right, make your case. Mm-hmm. And Fads is just like this isn't what it looks like, man. I mean it is, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, you grab the dog by the butt and sh- pull it <laughs> out of out of the little hole that it, he's holding her in. And mm-hmm. before he's even turned around, you've got the lids spun off that Nutella and you're about to shove it in the dog's nose. Mm -hmm. That's highly unsportsmanlike, young lady. (laughs) What kind of monster holds a dog as a bargaining chip in such an affair? This kind of monster. And she uh, pulls her hood down a little bit lower on her, over her eyes. I see your plague, girly. I've met the likes of you before. Uh, So Maris says, back to plan A, where are your guns? Well, that seems like a fine waste of ammo. We could just as easily throw them into the hounds and they'd go. I suspect you have a way to repay me for protecting your friend in his time of need, whereas it will likely destroy the facade of my lovely, lovely LaQuint. Oh, oh, H- hounds meaning those people, because he, he also has other dogs. Oh, yeah. I was kidding. No, no, hounds meaning yes. the dudes outside, oh. which you can hear kind of just still like, Time's running out! And as you peek out, you can see that a few of the cars actually have catapults strapped over a roll cage, and they're ready, and there are flaming bags set in each catapult ready to fire upon you. Mm-hmm. And Kai is peeking out, and he's like, I think those are bags of manure. <laughs> yeah. And Gull, Gull smells it, she's like, man. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. To, and she turns to Maris and she's like, really? Like, this is worth it? Kind of push pointing the fads. <gasps> I mean, I 
don't fucking know. I don't know who's worth it or not. Well, you just there's have to. Not, there's not a lot of time to figure it out. I just don't super want to let Quint be an asshole. Right then, we fight. All right, this way. Okay, I was going to say, Warble uh, nudges the Nutella a little closer to Peaches and Peaches, Peaches whimpers mm. and leans, leans as far, yeah. as far in as possible. She's, she's stretching real hard when Quint throws fads to the floor and, mm-hmm. and, and takes the dog back before you even realize. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to uh, roll to hold on to her. Nah. Cool. So he takes back the dog and he's like, oh, my little sweetie. <laughs> did the mean lady want to give you some poison? <laughs> and he's got it. He pulls like a some, some kind of treat out of his pocket and he shoves it in the dog's face. And then he takes one for himself. <laughs> All right, this way. All right. And you, you march downstairs into what used to be the main lobby and through a small door. And in the back there is a large steel door with a, a bar over it and five padlocks, which he goes about undoing with a ring of keys that's on his desk. Mm-hmm. And uh, he opens the door and he's like, be right back. And he goes in and closes it behind him without letting anyone in. You hear some rustling around and then he opens the door just a hair and starts passing weapons mm-hmm. out to each of you. He says, mark me, I'm not giving you the good stuff, but this will be more than adequate to take down our captors. As I've said before, possibly verbatim, this here is peak positioning. We could scout for the enemy or we could find them by letting them find us first. We're surrounded. This simplifies things. In one of the times he closes the door, you hear like a jingling. And then when he opens it up to pass another gun out the door, Peaches scampers through the crack and she's wearing like a small bulletproof vest Aww. with four with grenades attached to oh, it. Oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> He sees you looking at the dog and he's like, only an animal would keep grenades in a bag. They've got to breathe. Also, this is uh, much more accessible. She's like a tiny little belt. (sighs) Okay. Um, I don't know what gun. You don't don't know anything about guns. I don't know enough enough about guns to really pick pick guns now that I I wrote down my two things. Um, All right. We'll say two AR-15s. One for Maris and one for Warble? Sure. Yeah. And then two two rifles, too. And those go to Goal Mm -hmm. and... Kai. Yeah. Where is he? He's my first first person. He's my first person. First person on this list. And most of these people are... Well, only two of them are dead, but many of them are not here. And so okay. he, he opens the door and slides back out and he's holding a huge uh, long rifle and he kind of slaps against so he's like 50 caliber. We'll take out a tank with this puppy. Is that true? Yes. F- 50? 50. Okay. I think. Now, uh, now I don't know. Fif- I, I don't know anything about guns. So I'm just, yeah, I'm like. This here is an anti-tank tank rifle. Yeah? I've got I've got a mount actually on the front gate that I can lock it into the balcony and then blow someone away from there. Otherwise, it'll send your ass flying across the room. My, I didn't know such a thing existed. <laughs> it does now. It does now. Okay. What's an AR-15? Um, machine Is it a, mach- it's a, it's a machine gun? Yeah. So as each of you are going over your weapons and kind of putting ammunition into the waistbands of your jeans, mm-hmm. Fads is standing there and he says, what about me? I don't I don't get a gun? Oh yeah. Kinda. Why didn't he and Doggy Daddy have guns? And well, Doggy Daddy's smoking in the back. He's kind of lingering back. And he's like, not me, man. No way. No way. This ain't my style. I'll just chill back here. All right. I remember you guys used to have a room full of dogs. I'll hang out in there. Thanks. Um, and he just disappears into the hotel. Hmm. Um, Fads, on the other hand, is is looking pretty distraught. What about me? I need something to keep my... And you see him kind of like scratching under his eye patch nervously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, I, I need something, don't I? And Quint stares him right in the eyes and doesn't say anything for a minute and says, right! And takes a pistol out of his, like off of a side holster. And he uh, ejects the clip and he ejects the, the bullet in the chamber, kind of catches it, looks it over, puts it back in the gun and slots it into place and says, here you go! One and done! Does that mean he wants him to kill himself? It 
means he's giving him the option to kill himself if uh, he at any point decides to end this fight. Oh my. These people are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Maris did not like Quinton with good reason. And then he turns to you all and he says something terribly racist and you all march back upstairs <laughs> to um revisit the scenario. And outside you hear, All right, I'm counting to five. And you hear, a, No, five. Uh, four. All right, Maris and Warble dash over to like opposite corners of the doorway uh, or balcony, of the balcony or whatever, and just start letting loose. Cool. Um. I kill one. I kill two. I kill three. <laughs> well, um, let's uh, let's check out the battle moves. We've never seen those. Oh, we haven't okay. seen those I yet. Haven't, haven't, haven't actually gotten a chance to. Uh, I was ambushed the first time. This is gonna be. This is seized by force. So you roll to exchange harm. Mm-hmm. And then there's. Uh, I get to choose some additional um, things. So yes, to seize something by force, exchange harm, but first roll plus hard. But so first roll plus hard. Yes. So have each of each of the gals roll plus hard. Damn. Rubble did good. Maris did. No. All right. So Maris takes experience for an epic failure. Okay. On a 10 plus, choose three. Okay. So uh, Warble will suffer little harm, take definite and undeniable control, and impress, dismay, or frighten her enemy. Mm-hmm. Do all of those. And those machine guns are, a, we'll call them a two harm. Actually, they should be more than that. So let's see. Yeah, the revolver's a two harm. Oh, yeah, I would say three harm makes sense based on. I need to get this. I need to write this down as we play this out because my brain is having a hard time understanding and I'm getting like I can feel my anxiety like going a little crazy in my brain it's like I'm like wait I want to do this right mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so you're rolling harm against a gang I wonder if there's anything for a surprise attack because you are surprising them by just fucking by just just firing I don't think I have that page in here yeah let me, let me check so we will say you're exchanging harm so Maris rolls a five horrible rolls a 11 so horrible chooses to to suffer little harm. Mm-hmm. Maris, by failing, can choose one. Um, should the twins like double down on taking indefinite like control over the the building, or is I don't that think necessary? that'll matter. No, you could just okay. suffer a little harm. Okay, is what then, I, I, yeah. I would say. So they're a small gang mm-hmm. against the two of you who are, but you count as a gang. Maris counts as a gang, I think, for one of her special moves. In okay. battle, you count as a small gang with harm and armor according to your gear. So the gross ghosts are a small gang too. Mm-hmm. So. Since you're matched, it looks like since you're matched and they have no armor because they're just a bunch of dudes painted white. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. They're um, just a bunch of war boys. Yeah. Yeah. So they just straight up take three harm, which is defined as widespread in- injuries, many serious, several fatalities. So you're able to wipe out at least four guys. Uh, yeah. How many were there? Twelve mm-hmm. men. So yeah. a quarter of them are dead. A bunch of them are. And you guys are wearing armor, so you dead. don't take any harm because mm-hmm. you're equally matched. So let's play this out what this looks like so yeah the the girls just run to opposite corners and in sync because they've got twin brain or whatever Mm -hmm. they're just like (laughs) 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 and they're like guy one guy two guy three guy four they're just dead 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 yeah and then that's when they start to scatter they're like and then they only start to like wing them a little bit. Right. And they're, yeah. <laughs> and they're all duck, they're all ducking down behind their cars. They're and like, oh, these bitches yeah. are crazy. And I, I imagine in slow motion as the two women appear above the balcony firing, the guy who's standing on the car is like, two. Oh, shit. 
shit. <laughs> and just gets torn in half oh. by the fucking bullets. He actually falls backwards into the seat. On top of, oh, I was going to say on top of one of the girls. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. He falls onto the top of one of the girls and she pretty much is like, uh, uh like, uh, uh, crumbles. Crumbles. Yeah, okay. crumbles. And then he, he falls back into the cab of the car. So now you've got... 12 minus 4 is 8. So you got 8 dudes. No, eight. there were 9. There were only 9 dudes. No, 12 men, 9 cars. Ah, uh, okay. All right, so there are how many left? 8 left. Uh, so now they've they've all ducked behind. They're all in cover now. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the upper hand anymore. Yes, um, but Warble has succeeded in deeply frightening them. It makes sense to me now that Maris didn't do great in the because she's all tactical and shit but warble's just like right yeah maris maris went up there and was kind of picking her shots and Mm -hmm. warble just basically like like, sprayed (laughs) the screaming dude on the top and basically just ripped him apart Mm -hmm. and she's got her wolf thing on Mm -hmm. and she's maybe now that she can see that none of them are shooting back has Mm -hmm. taken a more active position to yeah and behind you you could hear quint go bloody hell (laughs) a monster indeed And so the others pop up and start firing, taking advantage of dismaying your enemy. And so you've definitely taken control of the Lequint. What do you want to do now? Um, They're not firing back, by the way. Yeah. They've all just like scattered and hidden behind their cars. And you can see some like heads popping up and looking at you periodically. What do you want to do? Warble runs back and grabs Peaches again mm-hmm. and rips off one of the grenades. And she says, get the fuck out of here. And she throws one kind of close not really quite into them yet like more of like a warning grenade okay <laughs> okay roll to seize by force you're seizing is you're seizing the rest of, what whatever's left of their attention you're seizing <laughs> what, uh, whatever part of the message they haven't gotten you're gonna seize that damn Okay, so that's ten a, again. Yeah, that's another ten. So, um, Warble's lucky yellow dice. Okay, so is this Warble acting alone? It is, right? Yeah. Every, everyone else. Is Everybody stuck else is, has basically been like, okay, we we're good. She's not aiming to uh, to inflict terrible harm, so we'll just do the same three again. Suffer a little harm, mm-hmm. uh, and take control of the situation. But she she's like, get the fuck out of here now. Like, right. Hey. So how many armor does Warble have at present? Well, she's dressed. So, so one. Let's see. Two. Two? Uh, she has one armor, two if she's naked, but she's wearing her wolf head, and that's one more. So okay, two. Okay, so two. Oh, and she doesn't have her bra anymore. Nope. That was another time we were in conflict. That really, she had, like, a ton of fucking armor. Yeah, okay. and Yabo, like, took it away. Yeah. So, oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well for the girl wearing the other one. <laughs> so, if there's a size mismatch, the bigger gang inflicts plus one harm and gets plus one armor for each step of size difference. So, in this case, since it's... Against a single person, a small gang inflicts plus one harm and gets plus one armor. So they have a plus one and plus one, but they're not firing. So you do two harm and take no harm. Mm-hmm. Or do you have to roll? You have to roll for harm, don't you? Well, I thought I did, but the le- oh, but you didn't. You didn't, you didn't suffer. You, know, you have yet was... to suffer harm. That's the yeah. problem. You're lucky enough to always be armored enough to not have to fucking deal with this shit. So they suffer two harm, which, as defined by the book, is many injuries, several serious, a couple of fatalities. <laughs> So oh. I want to say you threw this grenade and it bounced right under the car that that the dead guy is now dead inside. Uh-huh. Um, and it blows that car blows the up fuck there's up. There's some shrapnel. There's some shrapnel. And uh, what, what happens? Tell me what happens. 
uh, I mean, I don't know these guys, but let's say uh, what, what, we're gonna what we're gonna you say would expect. It. I don't want to get into the gory details. Well, the gory details are that basically there are uh, you're down three more of them. <laughs> okay, so now there's five left. Yeah, and they are all scrambling for their cars. They're starting to return fire, but it's really uh, half-hearted. Half-hearted. Like they're they're looking to like yeah. suppressing fire, sort of. Yeah, stuff. they're they're providing their own covering fire just so that yeah, they can get to... in their cars and drive away. As they're going, Quint comes up to the deck with his anti-tank rifle, and they're they're driving away, and he's just like, "Wait for it, wait for it," and he's aiming down the sight. And as they're like off in the distance, he fires, and it's so loud that the two of you are just deafened, and you're seeing stars, and the whole world around you is just kind of fuzzy and and you hear the explosion off on the horizon as one more of their cars just goes up <laughs> in a giant explosion um, so okay, much so, so that it's probably like two more guys than dead it's hard to say you saw some cars crashing into each other as that thing exploded and uh, Quint kind of pumps his fist and goes yes and then he, <laughs> then, he, then he takes his dog up and kind of gives her a, a scratch behind the ears. And he says, well done, Peaches! <laughs> Ever the soldier you are! Well, that went well. For once. <laughs> yeah, for once. Yeah. So Quint clicks his heels together and he says, all right, uh, sissy, come, take the weapons and have them cleaned. A Hispanic woman comes out of the dark and gathers up all your weapons and takes them away. And he says, all right, so that was 150 cal. At my discretion, so I'll throw that in for free. Uh, two magazines of AR-15 ammunition. And we'll say, what do you think you shot, big guy? And Kai says, huh? I don't know. It's a bull- like 10? Like, mm-hmm. this thing's like from fucking World War II, man. Like, the hell do you mean, what did I shoot? Nothing. 10. 10 bullets. <laughs> that guy should have been like, I'm pretty sure Warble shot all the bullets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, we'll say that that's what Goal says. Like, she pipes up and she's like, I'm pretty sure Warble shot all the bullets. I don't think adding our meager uh, contribution to this battle was really worth it when you're giving us two fucking World War II rifles that look mm-hmm. like they haven't been cleaned in a decade and now you got this chick going off to clean them now? You think you would have gotten out ahead of that a bit ahead of time you had a little bit more of a reputation when we came into this and he mm-hmm. just like stares da- stares her down kind of twists his mustache and pets his dog and he's like hmm so that was 30 bullets okay and gold <laughs> gold doesn't even fucking she's, whatever. Mm-hmm. she's like it's not my money i don't give a shit so he says all right well that'll be what have you got on you um oh pardon my rudeness what are you even here for we were here to actually buy some guns these capital are not the ones we're looking to keep in time We'd like to, if we could please, return to the armory. We're in need of something a little bit... The AR-15s will do, but... You also are dissatisfied with my vintage World War II rifles. They made it through the Third World War, and you think they're not good enough for you? He's turning He's turning bright red now. <laughs> they're, they're lovely works of craftsmanship. They're just not what we're looking for. That one the short man was firing was a genuine Springfield rifle. The short man? Gold, just like... Oh. Well, I, oh. I want to say Maris said that out loud, and Gold just like looks at her and shrugs, and she's just like... Like, like uh, I get this, I get this all the time. Um, Kai bewilders is just like, look, man, like we just need some guns. 
guns. Can we just see some guns? We got rid of your problem. And Fads, Fads is still standing there, like, holding the, the pistol with the one bullet in it. Like, he's just holding it, like, in two hands, looking at it like it's, like, a rotten sandwich. Just like, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> he kind of looks up and he's like, huh? Can I say that Fads just, like, leaves that gun somewhere? Yeah, like, yeah, he, absolutely. He'll just leave it on the table. When you guys eventually exit the this area, he'll just plop it on the table. Uh, he and, probably does it right now. As yeah. You're like, he's, well, as yeah, he's just existing. As he's existing in the background while you're talking to Quint, he just kind of, you see him, like, look at it. And now that the firing's over, he kind of looks around and then just, like, places it, mm-hmm. like, on the couch and c- puts a pillow over top of it. Okay. <laughs> That's based on but, a true story, actually. Uh, who, <laughs> whose true story? My that's true story. Your true story. That's a true, that's a, yeah. So he, of he, a gun? A, 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 a pellet gun. Of a pellet gun? Yeah. Yeah. I, no, tell me. <laughs> so I was hanging out with uh, my friend Chris, goth friend from high school. Like high super, school. like like cy- his cyber goth. Cyber goth. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he had these pellet guns. So me and my buddy Pat were over at his place, just like shooting them across mm-hmm. the room, basically into a target. And I guess at one point Pat broke his, and he just like put it under a couch pillow. <laughs> and then we like left. And Chris called me later, and he's like, "What the fuck is your friend's deal?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't know." Like he he like so he just like broke this gun and just like hid it under a pillow. So so Fads places the gun under a pillow and kind of uh, mm-hmm. saddles up behind you guys, eager to find out what's going on. Okay. He's, He's looking around for Doggy Daddy, like, why am I here? Yeah, yeah. But I, I like, I want to just, like, leave that gun somewhere so that if Carlos decides to man up or one of these other, like, ladies, if they happen to find it and want to want to take destiny into their own fucking hands instead of act, asking mm-hmm. asking other people to do it for them. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, so... So he takes that, you back uh, to the, his, that his office. That Easter egg has been left for yeah. uh, someone to potentially find. Um, All right. So uh, he, he yeah. Did. So we is he is <laughs> has Quinta settled down or has his ADD uh, moved us on to <laughs> quite a bit? He takes you down okay. to his office outside the armory <laughs> and is dismantling the tiny bulletproof vest from his dog, carefully removing the remaining grenades and putting them back into a uh, like small crate that's full of hay, nesting mm-hmm. them back in there. Yeah. Why do they keep that stuff in? Is it just? I don't know. Uh, I mean, they used to pack like... a lot of stuff in hay, so mm-hmm. I think we're just thinking of like vintage references. I don't think it was any for a reason other than like hay used to be the hay packing be peanuts the... of the world. Yeah. Before we figured out how to make everything out of poison. Mm-hmm. Until everything was made out of plastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was like, I feel like whenever you see, whenever you see stuff in movies, it's still well, it's like high like tech World War Two. Yeah. I don't know. Like high tech weapons definitely come in like you know form fitted like mm-hmm. thingies. Well, they, they don't come in anything. Well, like what, Those are made. Like, guns were created in hay send off to the war effort, you mm-hmm. know? I think that's what we're thinking of, is just seeing guns. But, like, when, like in a James Bond movie, mm. they come in, like, the form-fitted right. stuff, but in... Well, oh. let's just say that, uh, based on the materials available, every yes. single yeah. gun Quint has is packed in a crate full of hay. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> packing peanuts have been dis- dispersed yeah. across the... <laughs> yeah. they, they've been dispersed throughout the land and the sea and the air. Uh, yeah. Okay. And or at least make up most of the uh, the crust of the earth okay. up to up to five meters down. <laughs> They're just packed <laughs> packed down. They've just been packed down into the world. Um, yeah. Okay. Tangent so, over. Let's back yeah. to the story. Sorry. Yeah. So he's he's uh he's taking apart his uh, little dog's armory. Mm-hmm. And um, what is what do you what do you think his office looks like? Like, what's this guy keep around him? Um, I mean, what you're saying about like he appreciated those like World War Two guns. I feel like he likes 
that kind of stuff, like vintage war stuff. But what do you really have? Right. I mean, this, it, I presume it was all stuff that survived the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So what would have done that? Yeah. Like maybe he, maybe to get that stuff, he like raided a museum or something. Most of his weapons are, are scavenged from, from museums. Yeah. Whoa. So, so maybe he's got some like some cool stuff, like some like pirate weapons. Yeah, pirate weapons, like in a, like a plumed helmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's definitely a plumed helmet on his yes, desk. Yes, I feel like he, I feel like that's definitely in there. Yeah, and, I want to uh, say he's a big fan of like British colonialism. Mm-hmm. But then maybe maybe it's and also like, very like Afrocentric, where he has like a lot of semi-racist African shit like all over the walls. Or, I don't know. I was thinking like, like like pictures of like hounds, oh, like hunting like, hounds, pa- yeah. like that he also stole from. The museum right like, you know, i don't know like pa- paintings of hunting dogs mm-hmm. and he does like dogs that's established and he also has african artifacts up, mm-hmm. up on up on his walls mm-hmm. and like a really nice dog bed mm. i don't know like a bunch of stuff for peaches and the last thing he has is a genuine gorilla hand oh god <laughs> just like on a wood pedestal on his desk it has a brass plaque that once said something about what it was but that is since been removed you just see the space where that used to be nailed to the front of it mm-hmm. yeah i want to say that like peaches's water dish and food bowl are also like gilded or something like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah there's some kind of french renaissance like, something vibe yeah like peaches is peaches is a pampered pampered pooch yeah you figure that alone out of everything in the room is probably worth something mm-hmm. if worth meant what it used to mean yeah but it might be worth i want to say warble's eyeing it up like that might be worth stealing mm-hmm. like of all the things in here, that one might be worth stealing. Also, she thinks the girl at Fist is dope. Um, oh. <laughs> Maris, however, is just like staring into the back of Quint's head, waiting for him to open the goddamn door to the guns. Mm-hmm. Um, which he does, and he says, what are you looking for? You still haven't told me what you want. You keep saying guns, guns, guns. Yes, I've got guns. I've got bloody guns. <laughs> uh, do, do you have a menu? <laughs> All right, back to the beginning. What are you looking to do? Uh, not sure I want to tell you in, in great specifics but we've got a bunch of real bad guys to take out. Um, and Gold just pipes up. So she's like, we need to kill everyone in Primrose. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Primrose, horrible place. I wouldn't set foot near the place if I were you. Well, it's just full of scum and vermin and blood and guts. It's like a goddamn war zone. Yeah, exactly. Do, do you doubt that we can accomplish our goal? My, my, I'd never do such a thing to a warrior such as yourself. You've been well tested and proven on the battlefield, my young lady. Your sister, however, less so. <laughs> He's like screaming this in Warble's face. <laughs> how, how does Maris respond to that? Uh, eye rolls. She she does not take Quinn seriously. Yeah. yeah. She rolls but, her eyes uh, so hard that you can hear it creak behind her eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> that one doesn't. Oh. Get, that one doesn't get used so much. Horrible. What do you do with a cape that makes it like flap? You know, just kind of. She flaps it. She, she flaps her cape. She gives it the, like, the Batman treatment. Yeah. She gives. She gives it like a like. She throws some flair into it. Mm-hmm. And he says, "He says, my my, if I weren't twenty or forty years younger, maybe." Ugh. 
this quint quite the charmer uh yeah so all right so you need some fire power you've already proven yourself to handle an ar-15 so that's do you want two or four what have you got for old quint uh you do recall those eggs Ah, yes, eggs. So that wasn't simply a peace offering or a gesture of good faith. No, I thought we made that clear Mm. at the time. It's fuzzy now. (laughs) Access to firepower will do that to an old man's brain. (laughs) Did you eat the eggs? You guys ate the eggs, didn't you? Just a few. We had a a carton. We had like, you know, or like not a carton. We had a a vat. uh... I will admit eggs are a nice touch. They'll definitely add some variety to my bean and tortilla diet around here. Yes, uh, a little less flatulence, perhaps. Mm. I understand these little brown girls know 101 ways to prepare an egg. That's great news for you. Mm. Um, Eggs, yes. Also, I believe you've now provided me with several cars as our present out front. I feel like that's a fair trade. So let's see. I can tally that up to one, two, three more, maybe four as well. We'll say three AR-15s and a case of ammunition. Four? Four AR-15s and zero ammunition. (laughs) Tell you what, I'll give you three AR-15s, a case of ammunition, several uh, rounds for this old revolver I have. And I believe I may even have some ammunition for those uh, beautiful pistols you ladies are wearing on your belts. Maris offers, she says, you seem like a man who appreciates uh, history and physical prowess. Yes? Kai looks at you and he's like, you want me to fight him? Uh, because no. he, you, you're gesturing, but he happens to be standing right where you're <laughs> gesturing, and he's like, wait, you want me to, wait, do you, do you want me to fight this guy? <laughs> Perhaps uh, for AR-15s uh, and the ammunition, we can add the ammunition for for this, and she shows him her Olympic gold medal. Do you still have that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. You didn't cross it off. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll say you do. Maybe I've been wearing it. Maybe you've been wearing it. <laughs> yeah. And as you hold it up, Kai says for a second, he was like, Jesus, I thought I was better. I thought we were gonna let this guy like fucking watch me jerk off or something. Jesus. <laughs> Shit, girl, you gotta be a little more fucking open with your play. And he's like, 1980, hmm? Bloody good year. I understand. Long before my time, as all of yours. Uh, I don't even know what happened in 1980 in the Olympics. A miracle on ice, young lady! <laughs> I'm like, I wish I knew. I was like, I hope it wasn't Jesse Owens. That mu- no. That was, that was <laughs> I'm like, that had to have been quite a bit yeah, earlier. That, uh. was, that was much earlier, yeah. <laughs> no, young lady, it was the miracle on ice. It was the finest day in American history. Us Brits were sick with disgust. <laughs> oh, or am I Australian? I can't quite remember. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, fine, deal. No pistol, but I'll give you ammunition for your revolvers there. So that's four uh, AR-15s, a case of ammunition, and bullets for your... Bullets for your... Uh, and a bunch of ammunition yeah. for the AR-15s and for the revolvers. For your uh, your Our, father's guns. Yeah. Deal. And he sticks Indeed. out his hand. You both, you both stick out your right hands, and then you switch to your left hand, <laughs> and you shake on it. And you say, right, that's, it's the, it's my other left. <laughs> 
cool. Okay. He says, all right, anything else? I've got a delicious assortment of grenades and candies. Have you got anything left to trade? Mm. What voice is this? I can't, I cannot do a consistent accent for this guy. I don't know if it's an accent. It's just very boisterous. Yeah. And Kai's like, I mean, man, you know, I've kind of come around to the idea. I'll let you watch me jerk off if you want. (laughs) For some candy. For some candy. Yeah. Uh, Quint says nothing to this. Um, <laughs> he he looks at Kai with kind of an inquisitive look, but he doesn't uh, actually say anything. Mm-hmm. Gold definitely gives him an eye, and she's like, "I might pay to see that." Just, I mean, I'm not even not even into it, but it might just be worth the experience. Like maybe maybe watching watching Quint watch Kai jerk off. Yeah, you mean? yeah. Like watching the whole. When you say it like, like that, she's like, a... "Oh, that sounds even better. Fuck, <laughs> this could be like a whole afternoon kind of thing." But we've got shit to do, so can we stop fucking around here? <laughs> No, I'm looking at all my resources. I don't... So that goal, uh, Gold's kind of looking around the room, up, over, all the way around, like, taking the whole thing in. And it's pretty dark in there. And then she points up to a high shelf, and she's like, what's that? And Quinn eyes it up, and he's like, well, that would be much more than you can afford, my dear girl. And what is it? You know, I had one thought, but then I don't think that actually works. I don't know. What does it look like from where you're standing? I don't so know enough about weaponry. It's a, it's a crate, and it... A catapult. No, what is it? No. Heat-seeking missile. Uh, I got something else. No. Uh, so up on a high shelf, there's a olive green crate, and it's got a bunch of Russian lettering on the side with mm-hmm. some numbers that don't make any, don't make any mind to you. Mm-hmm. And he says, you're looking to go big, aren't you? Well, I'm not even going to b- bother pulling it down until you show me something worthwhile. And she, uh, she pulls out like a small canvas bag from somewhere, mm-hmm. and she tosses it to the Quint and says, I've been saving these for a rainy day. Is that her voice? Jesus. <laughs> uh, she no, says, I don't think she's ever sounded like that, but no. you know. She says, I've been saving these for a rainy day. Yeah. She's had a long day. Yeah. She was shouting a lot yeah. as she was uh, <laughs> shooting off her 10 bullets, and he opens it up, and it is full of diamonds, mm-hmm. and he says, bloody jeez. All right, big boy, help me get this down. And Kai mm-hmm. and Quint take it down, and inside is a mortar. What's that? It's a tube that you drop a small missile into, and then it will shoot that missile. Mm. Is there a missile with it also? There are four. (gasps) So it's a mortar tube with uh, four. I don't actually know what. The mortar is the actual. It's not a missile. It's a. Honestly, like all this stuff kind of means the same thing to me. Rocket launcher, missile launcher, grenade Mm -hmm. launcher, like a big thing that makes a big thing explode, Mm -hmm. like a big gun with an explosion that happens. So it's in the crate in in Russian lettering and uh, a Soviet Union logo is a a mortar tube and four mortars. And what you do Mm -hmm. is you, to use a mortar, you set it up in a position and then you angle the tube to shoot in an arc at your target. Mm. So do we need to know geometry? It would help. Mm. Maris probably knows. I'm pretty sure Maris is as wet as an otter's pocket right now looking at that thing. Well, that's that doesn't help with geometry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say she's motivated to figure out how it works and uh, is willing to waste at least two shots to, to get it right. Okay. Because uh, she's thinking with her lady brain right uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the instruction manual is, is in Russian. In, in, so. Yeah, not only Russian, but like Soviet Russian, which in Soviet Russia, <laughs> in Soviet Russia, my instruction manual reads you. 
So you all leave the armory and are loading up the vehicles, going in and out over the ladder. And one time you go up there, the Quint is talking with uh, one of the women, and she's explaining in Spanish that Doggy Daddy has taken his supplies and gone. He left during the firefight. Mm-hmm. She says something akin to Senor Papi del Perro uh, basically absconded with the uh, supplies he was promised. And she's handing Quint a small wicker basket. It's got a couple like summer sausages and a wheel of Gouda inside. And he's mm-hmm. just like, this is bloody delightful. Put it in my quarters. Points to the guy. They've let the dogs out now, to which Quint has asked everyone he's seen who's let them out. Um, who? Who? Who's let these dogs out? Um, and they're all kind of mm-hmm. snuffling around and trying to get pets and food and trying to steal the basket away from... Yeah, they want the sausage. Yeah, they want that sausage real bad. So you're loading the cars and you hear thunder. You don't see any lightning, but you hear thunder and the wind is starting to pick up. The sky is getting a little darker and you've got two vehicles now. Gold's decided to leave her buggy and take two of the gross ghosts cars. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little cooler, they're a little faster. Yeah. Um, um, and you've been able to siphon gasoline from all of the remaining cars and fill the tank of these two. So you've got two vehicles with full tanks of gas. Cool. Real quick, I forget what Fads wanted when Doggy Daddy brought him here. He wasn't quite sure. He was just helping Doggy Daddy trade, but Doggy Daddy has very clearly left him behind. I mean, Con- Confused his... and lost. Confused. Yeah, well, that's what I was concerned about. It's like, what's I mean, his problem, I think, is gone, mm-hmm. basically. It or seems his, that way. His big problem. Yeah. He has new problems now. But <laughs> Well, while you've been, like, loading the cars, he's cut the girls' bodies free. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever charred remains he can kind of salvage. And, his, and he's going to bury them. He's, he's in the process of burying them off around back of the hotel. Mm-hmm. There's a storm that's starting to churn up as you're, you're getting your vehicles ready and securing any supplies and other rations that you've been able to finagle out of Quint. And you hear out of the desert, you see a small, haggard looking. He, he's not quite a man. He almost just looks like an older boy. Like he's very, very frail and very thin. And he's got patchy hair and patchy, patchy beard. And he's carrying a big tote bag that seems to be heavy and full. And he runs up to you and it's Rabbit Foot from Al's camp. Mm-hmm. And he, he runs up to, to Maris. Rubble knows him. Yeah, he runs up to Maris, who's closest. And he's he's huffing and puffing. And he's like, we gotta go inside. There's... A storm! A storm coming! There's a storm! We do inside. And you're familiar with the storms of this area, and they are, in fact, bad. And as he mm-hmm. gets to you and is explaining this to you... We lost wa- most of our uh, supplies that we were bringing to what's-his-face yeah. in, in storms. That one was a minor storm. This one, you it's see, like, a wall of sand coming over the horizon. He's like, we gotta get... It's moving! Very fast! And you mm. hear the lightning crack and strike, and about 20 yards from you, a tree explodes, and mm-hmm. you look at that, and you say, we should probably take his advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, is that where we're going to end? That's where I was going to end. That, yeah. Okay. What's okay. on your mind? I want to put the cars in the garage or mm. like... <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, boy. Okay. The wasteland sure is unpredictable, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, I know we can't go anywhere, but I do want to put those cars like somewhere safe before uh, the storm hits. We can do that next time. I can write it down yeah. and we can try to try yeah. to make that happen at yeah. the beginning of uh, next time. Sure. Okay. <laughs> That sounds good. I'm like, that's a good place to end. But I'm suddenly like, I'm like, no, we can't end. I won't remember to put keep the car safe. Well, that's what you got notes for, girl. You have like a dramatic ending. I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We've been down this road before.
Thank you for listening to this episode of This Wicked Way Comes. We've been Jill Sherman and Matthew Sahaki. DJ Cash File was played by Timothy Brauner. Our theme song was written by Garrett DeVoe and Francesca Caruso. Apocalypse World was designed and created by Vincent Emma Gay Baker. This Wicked Way Comes is distributed by KFAI.org, Community Radio, 90.3 Minneapolis, 106.7 St. Paul. Episodes are released about once a month at KFAI.org. Thank you for understanding our irregular release schedule. Please review on iTunes, stream on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever This Wicked Way Comes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Make us drunk with the power of your praise or mad with the solemnity of your disdain on Twitter at This Wicked Way. Contact us at thiswickedwaycomes.com. Remember all my pretty peaches of Radioland. Your labor is economized to benefit the rich, and they make significant efforts to make you second-guess your hobbies and pleasures, because those activities are not generating capital for yourself, which is really for them. Learn to build a guillotine. Hold on to the pain. If you are being abused, or suspect someone is being abused, please call the toll-free National Sexual Assault Hotline, 1-800-656-HOPE, or visit the online hotline at rainwith2ends.org. Chase your tail and put your hands together for this glory hole of love, Red Moon Falls by Capsula, from their latest album, Bisterium. Support them at CapsulaCapsula.com. To focus on my back, across the-